All right, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show, everyone. This is podcast number 52 podcasts we've done now here at the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your host and publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine, and we want to welcome our listeners in on the News Radio 590 KLVJ listeners tuning in. These guys are all listening in Sunday morning. We record here in Round Rock at the Texas Hemp Reporter Studios Wednesdays. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And then thank you for the room full of wonderful co-hosts that I have this week. Thank you, everybody. Let me turn everyone all on here. But we have Shada Tarabi from Restart CB to my right. Hello. Happy to be here. Uh, cool to have you here. Uh, Jack Sfinkel and Coleman Hemphill. Hey, hey. Uh, also here in the studio. Thank you guys for being a part of the show. Yeah, it's been a, been a couple weeks. Glad to be back. I'm really excited about today's host today. A lot of really good news in the, the hemp world here in Texas. And always love being here. Absolutely. Well, it's funny. All of you have at some point or another been co-host at various t- times or, or, or guest even. Actually, you've all three been guests and you've all three co-hosts. And Jax, you co-hosted at the Lucky Leaf Festival uh, one time when we did that in Austin. So It was uh, a surprise guests drop by <laughs> very cool uh glad to have everybody here in uh, the, the studio today this is awfully fun our guest in the second segment of the program uh here on podcast 52 of the texas hemp show zane uh, megahani who's the ceo of wild hemp uh sahir alibahai is the marketing director for uh, the wildhemp.com and they're the company that of course had one of the companies, guys, that had the lawsuit against the state of Texas that they recently won. So the guys reached out to us last week through friend Chelsea Spencer at the at the law firm, and they put us in touch with them, and, and we plan to kind of have these guys on. And they're going to be sharing their story as they were – the plain one of several plaintiffs, as you guys are very familiar with, especially Jackson and, and uh, Shada, you guys are really paying attention to this. Shada, no doubt, with Restart CB, our own retail store. But we're looking forward to have these guys on and tell their story and talk about this victory that they kicked the state's butt on <laughs> yeah. on the law on the lawsuit. So this is really great news, and we're. Happy to have them on the program and tell us their story. So that's going to be really cool, and and we'll talk to them about that. But Coleman has some news as it relates to hemp and some of the legislation that's happened. I guess I'm going to turn to Coleman Hemphill of the Texas Hemp Industries Association here and and let him fill us in on some of the recent developments with uh, federal funding and grants. And and you were telling me about this last Friday. So this is a new article that you guys released, uh, I saw today on your LinkedIn. So I'll let you expand on that a little, Coleman. Yeah. So, you know, following the the Texas legislative session, a lot of our eyes really turned to the the infrastructure bill that's been proposed out of Washington, D.C. And there have been some very productive conversations with the Office of Management and Budget, with the White House, this is something that the administration is really supportive of, um, and this is kind of coming on the heels of legislation that's passed in the Senate about three weeks ago that passed 92 to 8 that would encourage high carbon capture crops, mm-hmm. which hemp is really king. Uh, you can produce a forest of, of material in a very short amount of time. Uh, a lot of people in the oil and gas industry looking at it here in the state. A lot of people in the construction industry, um, and a lot of people don't know, you know, about 60% of all carbon emissions come through the process of building homes. Um, and so a lot of interest on um, what we've proposed, um, and this is in collaboration with the National Hemp Association and the Standing Committee of Hemp Organizations, which are kind of the other state counterparts to the Texas Hemp Industries Association out of Tennessee, Florida, all over the country, um, would propose $1 billion dollars that would go to the USDA, and and really the key points is $100 million would go to four regional super sites. So this would be like an incubator to really build out the infrastructure for hemp fiber processing, grain processing, but also applies to the CBD industry as well. $120 million would be issued to historically underserved farms, um, which I, I, you know, was definitely... A, a key piece that a lot of people within that SCOHO committee worked on. $380 million would be dividing according to, to hemp farm calculations for matching block grant funds. Uh, funds. Mm-hmm. So this would be applied to new and used equipment. Um, this is going to be a huge incentive, and I, I think this is something that the hemp industry has really been waiting for to see more 
uh, public support, more public funds available to really see this industry move forward. And, you know, if we're going to be spending trillions of dollars in infrastructure, it's really encouraging to see these funds being spent in an area that has a real tangible return on investment for the soil, for rural communities, for our, our end consumers. And then the last piece of this is 10% of these funds, you know, roughly um, $60 million would go to different state departments of agriculture, which I, I know in Texas, um, and we were talking about it earlier, they, they really didn't get an adequate budget from the state to properly regulate, provide education to, to mm -hmm. farmers. Um, and so this is all really, really good news. And we really encourage people um, to, to look up the National Hemp Association, Google it. Um, you'll see that press release that was put out on September 7th. Um, there and to share that with your your congressman, your senator. Um, right. It, this is certainly something that could be up for debate um, to to all of our congressmen, and we would love to to see this bill pass through at the national level and to see Texas farmers and businesses benefit from it. Well, give us an update also on what happened with the event that you attended up in Lubbock. Um, that was with the Harvesters Association. I don't know if anybody else in the room was at that, but I. Uh, I think you went to that. Uh, how did that turn out? Yeah, it was great. The The Texas Hemp Growers Association right. and Tillery Sims uh, put that on in conjunction with Delta Ag that has been investing a lot in that Lubbock area, bringing mm -hmm. in new infrastructure to, to process. the it, Around 1,000 acres that they've grown up there in the Lubbock area. They had a successful season last year. They're growing on that. Um, so really encouraged to, to see that growth. We had Dan Hunter from the Texas Department of Agriculture come and speak. Uh, Senator Perry, um, who's there from that Lubbock area, spoke. Um, and then Calvin Trossel with Texas A&M was able to, to have a really thorough field day showing people best practices. And, you know, can't, can't say enough um, about Kyle Bingham um, having us at his facility there. Mm -hmm. he, he also owns a, a vineyard there, so it was really cool to see grapes right next to your hemp there uh, and so it was a great group of people um, definitely more grain and fiber oriented which um, I think there's certainly a, still a great need for more education in those areas um, a lot more conventional farmers um, there but um, it's growing there's a, a lot of move towards um, animal-based foods from hemp which is still you know an ongoing issue that we're working on with That's the right. USDA um, but there's certainly a desire there, and, and I think these really progressive farmers are are, are ready to go. So um, you know this this infrastructure bill will be a good step in that direction. But advocacy never ends, um, and so <laughs> definitely uh, stay tuned um, for how you can can reach out and, and make a difference in the hemp space. News Radio 590 KLBJ. It's the Texas Hemp Show here on. Sunday mornings, and then that's Podcast 52 for the rest of our listeners. Um, also noticed in the news, I think, recently, uh, Shada Tarabi and her Restart family was named the Austin Chronicles CBD Retail Store of the Year, or Best of Austin. Is that right? Is that... We were voted the number one CBD retailer by the Austin Chronicles. Yay! Yes, thank you. Thank that you. is so cool. I appreciate it. Look, yeah. we got a little plug for you there on 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 screen for our video. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, just to kind of piggyback off of the sentiment that Coleman shared, I mean, like advocacy, it never ends. And so for me, you know, building our brand in Texas of all places, one, it's my home state. So I mm -hmm. really care about advocating and advancing cannabis in Texas, but really believing in the power of having these conversations at a one-to-one -one level with the consumers, the people who are voting, the people who are actually buying and purchasing these products, which is making up all these, you know, millions and billions of dollars of sales in the industry that is being put back in the Texas economy. But um, yeah, these opportunities to get, you know, these levels and degrees of recognition only help further allow us to continue to have those conversations. Well, so. you know, it, it's important. Uh, David Bass was on last week on the program, and he said something very powerful. And, and I asked him who was who he thought was an influencer. And I thought he was going to speak to some of the work that you guys all do at the Capitol. Uh, but he said, no, I, I want he said, what I want to point out is that the real heroes right now is all of the retail store owners that are educating thousands and thousands of Texans across our state about CBD and help, help, wellness products and, and all the good work that you guys do. And, and we mentioned Restart and, and uh, 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 several other stores. Uh, uh, Green Mountain Flower comes to mind. But 
just having that uh, that impact that you guys do, educating the public. I told my mother, recovering from cancer, I said, "Go see the girls at Restart, Mom. That's not far from where they live." And I said, "They'll just they'll tell you all kinds of stuff. Uh, what you know, what medicine to take, and what levels of grams, and 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 uh, what will work for you." Because she's trying to get off of one of the gabapentinol. And you've got some yeah, stuff in the store that I, that that that, that uh, helps with, and so um, I know that uh, I've told her to go over there and check you guys out. But great, I appreciate great, that. Uh, great job you guys do, and congratulations on being best of Austin. Thank That's you. pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, like you highlighted. You know, being able to have those conversations with the consumers is really where I think you're going to start seeing this plant be accepted more widely into the communities, and obviously, it's the people who are actually benefiting from the plant. So, it is. Um, a prideful moment for us just to get to you know have that recognition but also contributing and acknowledging it's everybody who's helping have these conversations whether it's the retailers or different aspects of the industry who are contributing again just to normalizing and destigmatizing this plant and in the great state of Texas. <laughs> well, congratulations. I mean, uh, that is what your your guys started in 2018? 2018 just celebrated 3 years in business. We are women owned, family owned and Proud to be slinging some cannabis in education. <laughs> slinging the cannabis, legal cannabis here in the Lone Star State. You guys stay right there. It's podcast number 52 of the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell, publisher of the Texas Hemp Reporter, and we'll talk about that and bring our guests on uh, here after the break. News Radio 590 KLBJ. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back after this. Believe it, I'm Radio 590 KLBJ. It's the Texas Hemp Show. Good morning to all of our listeners on the KLBJ side of the AM dial there and uh, wherever you are uh, listening to podcast number 52. We appreciate you tuning in to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell, publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. That new issue is coming out. I've been told as of today, finally, it's coming out on the 14th. Um, The magazine came out a little late because of the holiday that was on Monday and that pushed a lot of, of our print jobs. Everybody had to get printed but some of us had to wait so long story short we'll be out next week and so you'll see those in Restart CVD and other retailers and HEBs and Whole Foods. So you have you have twenty thousand magazines going. Yeah, out this yeah. I've yet. never printed this many. We usually do ten thousand but this Ooh. month here we're printing twenty thousand copies and we're going to put um, ten I think what we're going to do is we're going to put eight in Houston and then 12 in Austin. But actually, it's 10 in Austin because we mail 2,000 to the permit holders. So, um, But it is new that we're going to be going to the uh, Houston area. So I think that's uh, cool that we're sprinkling some over there and, uh, and getting those out. They are going to be in 175 retailers in Houston. And I haven't decided if I – I've got the list. I just – haven't signed with my checkbook yet, but I can put them in 25 um, HEBs in Houston too. They give they gave me that list the other day, so I'm yeah. I've been looking that over, and I, I'll I'll let them know this weekend or this Friday if I'm gonna go with the HEBs too. But uh, uh, it, we're we're growing, and and you know what the the magazine's great. It's got Kaimani Marley, the sweet uh, our friends at Sweet Cincy, the Hemp Harvest Festival is October 23rd. Uh, we've got a booth at that. Man, there's a lot of events that ran ads in this one, y'all. The the Cush one at the Texas Hemp Convention. There's an ad in there for their event. There's an ad for the Lucky Leaf event. Seems like there's another event coming up or two in there's there. A building Summit in October in Austin. And I didn't see them. That didn't get promoted. But there's like four conferences that are going on in the new issue. So thank you, everybody, to pick that up. And, and um, we're just excited to, to keep this uh, train rolling over here with the Texas Hemp Reporter and the Texas Hemp Show. Now let's move on to my guests. 
The folks that are calling in here this week is Zane Meghani, uh, who is the CEO of Wild Hemp, and then his marketing director, Sahir Ali Bahai, the marketing director of Wild Hemp and wildhemp.com. Are, these are our friends that have been the plaintiffs in the smokable hemp ban lawsuit. And so we're honored to bring these in and, and bring them in victoriously, we will, here on the Texas Hemp Show. Congratulations to both of Yay! you guys. Thank and you. Uh, you pulled this Yay! off. Uh, <laughs> These gentlemen uh, filed the are part of the plaintiffs that were filing the lawsuit against the state of Texas and recently won. So welcome to the program, and I will ask uh, uh, Zane, I guess, to give us a little feedback on uh, uh, how how this started, and and I guess basically, you know, how does it feel to 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 kick the state uh, kick the state's butt on one of these? You guys don't yeah. win very often. No, it's that's true. Yeah, thank you for having us on. We're really excited. Um, always feels great to come in on a win and, and get to talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, so so the Texas hemp lawsuit, just to, I guess, give a little uh, background. I'm sure a lot of people um, who, who are listening to this already know. Um, but the state essentially um, in August uh, 2019, I believe, tried to uh, ban any sort of smokable or vapable uh, hemp or, or CBD products, um, any sort of hemp extracts, anything hemp related that was smokable. Um, and of course, with Wild Hemp and our hemp cigarettes, you know, we, we kind of launched that whole smokable brand, um, one of the first to do it uh, across the country and really spread it out across the country. Uh, that obviously attacked our business pretty directly. Um, but on top of that, it, you know, it hurt uh, thousands of stores, store owners, um, you know, hemp farmers. Uh, it basically just hurt the entire, you know, the, the Texas hemp economy. Um, right. And it didn't make sense as a law. You know, it, it didn't ban the use of smokable hemp. Uh, it only banned the right to manufacture and sell smokable hemp for Texas businesses. So any consumer who still wanted that product could go out and buy it from another state and send their revenue and send their business to another state. Uh, and, and that didn't make any sense to us. Um, so what we really you know, decided was, hey, we, someone's got to stand up here. Someone's got to put the money forward and, and, and take on the state. Um, that's something we've done in the past with other businesses, and it uh, does not tend to be very successful. Um, so we were a little nervous going into it, um, but you know, we won after two years and a lot of work, a lot of, uh, you know, we started off with the, um, temporary restraining order, won that right away. Um, then, uh, we got the temporary injunction in place, which was key. Um, that allowed all the store owners, all the, you know, wholesalers, manufacturers, farmers, anybody who's involved in, in any sort of smokable or vapable hemp product, uh, to continue manufacturing, continue selling, you know, not shut down their shops, not lose their revenue. Uh, and not even, you know, at the end of the day, hurt the, the consumers here in Texas from having that product available. Um, the, so the trial uh, finally happened. Um, Sahir, what was it, March 2021? I think 2021. Sorry, COVID kind of runs the years together. Um, but yeah, so we had the trial. And, and just last week, the judge ruled uh, in favor of us, um, saying that both the ban on the retail sale of smoke plant products was unconstitutional and the ban on manufacturing was unconstitutional. So uh, very exciting news, big win. Um, you know, the teams over at, uh, you know, Ritter Spencer, Chelsea Spencer, who you, who you know, um, and Yetter Coleman, Matt Zorn, they did an incredible job. Susan Hayes was involved. And, you know, of course we thank all the other, uh, the plaintiffs who jumped in with us. Um, the Texas hemp farmers were able to donate a little bit. Can, um, can you so, can yeah, you just expand just for the whole industry? Can you expand or just name a couple of other plaintiffs? I know that you guys at Wild Hemp spearheaded all of that, but I just was wondering if there's a way to mention any of the other pl- plaintiffs. Um, Sire, you- I think you have a list. Um, we had a um, there was a group of shop a shop uh, and a manufacturer down in Austin. Sarah um, Kerber, yeah, Sarah Kerber yes. with 1937 apothecary. That's right. That's yep, right. That was definitely one. Um, and I believe there was one other plaintiff. Purely CBD uh, came in on the trial and uh, they commented and, and, and uh, spoke on the trial for us. Uh, so they were, you know, they were they were able to at least uh, to to offer some testimony on the trial. So that was really you know kind of them to do that as well and just you know help the judge and the court understand um, how big a financial impact this would have to many shops, you know, that it's, you know, how much it's affect, uh, hurting 
Texas businesses. So that was, uh, you know, very helpful as well. Well, Zane, let me ask you, what were some of the main arguments that the state were arguing against smokable hemp? Because the hemp bill federally didn't define that, as I understand it, uh, uh, specifically. Um, what were some of the challenges that they were arguing? Um, the, essentially, it came down to one thing, and, and that was that, uh, you know, law enforcement can't tell the difference between a hemp product and a cannabis product or a marijuana product, excuse me. Um, and, and that was, um, it, it was a poor argument, really. I mean, yeah. you can, there's, there's ways to tell the difference, you know, there's lab reports, there's ways you can show hemp is, is hemp, uh, and marijuana is a different, you know, it has different characteristics. Um, and, and they were hanging by a thread in the sense that they said it just has to make the slightest bit of difference for law enforcement mm -hmm. for it to make legal sense. And, and that doesn't make sense because if you're destroying businesses, you know, forcing people out of the state, um, I don't know, uh, I think the article we have actually in, in the Texas Hemp Reporter, uh, in the next issue that's coming out, you guys can read, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we explained, we actually had to go out, um, and on top of the, you know, half a million dollars of legal expenses, we had to spend almost another million dollars buying a warehouse, uh, in Oklahoma. Yes. And I, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Texas. You know, my, my father and Sahir's father, they've had businesses in Texas for 30 years. Um, I did not want to move to Oklahoma at all. Uh, <laughs> that did not seem appealing to me. So I, I, the fact that I had to potentially move to Oklahoma, buy a warehouse, spend a million dollars on that, um, and plan for the, you know, being essentially kicked out of the state I grew up in, it, it was ridiculous because, you know, there's a small chance that law enforcement can make a mistake on, on something that they shouldn't, you know, they should be more knowledgeable about or, or be educated about rather than pushing businesses out of the state. That just didn't make any, you know, logical or, or legal sense in the end. Stay right there, so. Zane. We're going to take a quick commercial break. It's News Radio 590 KLBJ. This is the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back on the other side of our break. Cosmic Cowboys Extractions, at the forefront of industrial hash production and infusion. Our trademark gold dust hash is truly total spectrum and chemical free for consumers. Let us put our patented technologies and processes to work, adding value to your product. Gold dust, probably the best hemp product on the planet. To place your order, visit CosmicCowboysExtractions.com. You're listening to the Texas Hip Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high margin products for vape and smoke shop. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. Hello Texas Hemp Farmers, this is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595 to learn more. Mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. 
Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Radio 590 KLBJ. I'm Russell Dowden with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and host of the Texas Hemp Show. Thank you for tuning in, everyone there on KLBJ. It's podcast number 52. Uh, Joining me in studio again is Jack Spinkel, director of the Texas Chapter for Normal and executive director uh, for the Foundation for an Informed Texas. Also, Coleman Hemphill from the Texas Hemp Industries Association, as well as our friend Shada Tarabi from Restart CBD. And our guests here today on the program, uh, Zane Magani uh, and Sahir of uh, wildhemp.com and the plaintiffs in the smokable hemp ban lawsuit, if they state files of appeal, God, I hope they don't file an appeal. But if they should, where, where do you need help and how can other business owners in, that, that uh, can get behind your coattail and kind of support you guys? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I hope they don't appeal as well, but I, you know, they tend to do so. So um, we do expect to go to the Supreme Court. Um, and I, I really think the, the best way right now is to, you know, contact your, your state senator, state reps, but also um, we have a Texas legal hemp defense fund set up. Um, mm-hmm. So any, anything that you can guys can donate, anything you guys have, um, any wholesalers, shop owners, distributors, consumers, anybody out there who's willing to help, um, it makes a huge difference for us, the, the lawyers, um, and, and, and everything just to keep it going. Um, definitely check out our website, wildhemp.com. You know, we'll have some news, press releases and blogs on there to keep people updated on, on how things are going. Um, and, and that's really the, the best we can do. We'll keep the lawsuit going. You know, we're not going to give up the fight. Uh, it's a TX, uh, you can look up the Texas, uh, legal hemp defense fund. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a great way to, and that was TX mm-hmm. Yeah. Right there. That, that right oh, okay. Where, yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're for our radio listeners. We do stream video with the program. And so we were just bringing yeah, that up for, right our, for our so, yeah, YouTube channel, the Texas, uh, hemp legal defense fund. Um, you know, the donations go straight to the lawsuit, uh, you know, never touches, uh, our, our hands or any of the plaintiff's yeah. hands. Uh, it's really just to help us continue this fight um, against the state and and maintain our rights to sell this product and grow this product and 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 you know manufacture with this product. So um, yeah, check out the Texas Hemp uh, Legal Hemp Defense Fund and check out WildHemp.com. Check out our products, um, and you can find them obviously in you know tens of thousands of stores across the country. And you know we're we're about to go international with Wild Hemp as well into uh, the European Union. So we're very excited about that. Yeah, very 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 excited to see what you guys do with WildHemp.com as you get that overseas. Um, one of my co-hosts joining us on the program is Shada Tarabi of Restart CBD. Uh, she's been following as her herself as a retailer, been following closely um, what what happens with the lawsuit. Uh, Shada also hosts the To Be Blunt podcast herself and does a great deal of marketing for the space here in Texas. Her store won um, 
best purveyor in Austin from the Austin Chronicle. Shada, what can you speak to as a retailer, uh, you know, for to these guys? I'm sure you have thoughts on this and been following it. I thought as a retailer, um, you might chime in on this a little with uh, with Zane. Yeah, no, first and foremost, I just wanted to express my extreme gratitude. I completely um, understand, obviously, the implications that this has on so many aspects of the industry, but especially, I think, on the side of where that product actually transitions into the consumer's hands. And so I think for us, with our retail storefront, we just saw a big devastation when consumers were confronted with the potential of this actually being, you know, impacted. And then when it was kind of transitioned into, you know, the wink nudge, you can sell it as a non-smokable, there created more confusion for the industry. And I think representing a state like Texas, where we already have to overcome the stigma of the plant to communicate and to educate properly, myself included as a marketer, that's what my background and degree is in, all I want is to educate on the, you know, factual nature. I think Coleman mentioned it earlier. One of the most popular ways to consume cannabis is to inhale it. And so when you are confronted with the science of this is a popular way to consume, this is something that my consumers are then asking for and then transitioning into wait, now I can't sell these products to consumers and not only can I not sell them, I can kind of sell them if I call them a different term. It just created a whole bunch of confusion. So Mm -hmm. first, just wanted to say thank you for the efforts that y'all are doing and obviously any way that retailers like myself and others can contribute and consumers too. I think just part of that is educating them so they understand. It isn't just, you know, the businesses to help have the fight. Really, I do believe it. It requires all of us to show up to the conversation. And so by you stepping forward and kind of being the quote unquote poster child for this, know that, you know, it really has made a huge impact. But I guess a question that I kind of have for you just to follow up on that is what was your perception as you were going through these different, you know, aspects of the lawsuit when it came down to y'all striking the lawsuit up to having the pause on the ban be imposed versus there was that time for a couple months where we couldn't call it smokables. Like I said, we were selling things as non-smokables. Kind of what was that experience from y'all's perspective and how did y'all kind of manage and handle that? Did you know that that was something that you could even do or was that like the legal guidance of your lawyers and the legal team? Like, I'm just kind of curious as a retailer, if I was like, how do I go make change in the state that I'm existing and trying to do business in, in this emerging industry? Like, how do I even go start to attack and address making that happen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, a lot of things there, you know, uh, one of the things you mentioned uh, a minute ago is this idea of, of, you know, continuing to be able to sell it, you know, with a wink saying it's, you know, it's for tea, for example, or something along those lines. Um, you know, that was definitely something, you know, we had considered, but it, it doesn't really work with our product in the sense that it's literally a, a cigarette, a hemp cigarette, right? Um, you can't really market that any other way uh, than, than as a smokable. So, um, you know, in terms of, of, of our mindset leading up to that, it was, you know, extremely stressful. That's a huge part of our business. It's a huge part of our revenue. Um, and, and, you know, we had to do some, you know, drastic uh, expenditures in, in terms of planning, like I mentioned, the warehouse in Oklahoma. But not only that, leading up to this, we, we had done a massive uh, inventory build. And we set up that inventory in Oklahoma. And we were then shipping out of Oklahoma because we couldn't ship, you know, we couldn't use that product, have it in Texas or ship it in Texas. So I had to move hundreds of pallets of product to a different state just to continue my business to other states. And then you know, leave Texas, you know, it's in its own corner for a little while. Um, but speaking to how, how to, you know, jump in and enact change, it's, it's definitely just, uh, you know, connecting with the industry, but knowing kind of, you know, the lawyers and in, in which, you know, legal teams are really knowledgeable in this space. Um, you know, we're lucky to have been working with, with Chelsea Spencer for a very, very, very long time. Um, I know, uh, you know, Russell knows her and she's, you know, she's just extremely knowledgeable. She's, she's, um, you know, a brilliant lawyer, and she she approached yeah. us and said, "Hey, look, this is going to be a problem for you guys. Um, you know, you guys ready to do something about it?" And just having, you know, make going out and making those connections, um, you know, whether it be at trade shows or, or or you know through mutual acquaintances or or however you do it, but um, you just gotta you gotta get out there and, and meet the right people in the industry, and and you know, working together, you can make a big change, and that's what we saw here. I mean, we managed to to pull it off, and and they did an amazing job. Um, Chelsea's actually the one who referred uh, to to us to Yetter Coleman to bring them on as well uh, as mm-hmm. legal help, and um, she knew Susan as well, um, who was representing the uh, the apothecary down in Austin. So, 
um, we were able to kind of slowly through connections with different people put together this this really amazing team and this you know really great case um, and, and and it presented well and it made sense and it you know it just it worked and that's how and that, that was just how we were able to pull it off so um, yeah it was it was just kind of getting to know the right people through other people yeah you know we were talking in the break that you know not only is this a huge win for for texas retailers for texas farmers um and you can't reiterate enough that smokable hemp flour is the highest value that farmers can get from their crop um it's very viable for people to to grow small crops grow a boutique product and and find markets for that at a reasonable um price but also the precedence this case has at the national level i know that there has been a lot of a lot of issues going on in Kentucky around Delta 8 and different people being arrested. And, you know, they've taken a different approach in that suit, which, you know, I, I'm, you know, honestly pretty concerned about for the industry. And I hope that that doesn't lay a, a negative precedence around actions that I think were way out of bounds by the, the ag commissioner there in Kentucky. But then you also have states like California that, you know, they have a, a bill that they've been debating and, and will come to conclusion in the next couple of days that was proposing a ban on smokable hemp flour. Um, this lawsuit, and if it does go to appeal, um, you know, I, I hope that this story continues to get national spotlight because not only are you doing this for Texas retailers, but you're really laying a firm foundation and precedence for the rest of the country. Um, and so, again, I, I can't you know, say enough about Chelsea and, and the way that they approach this, that, mm-hmm. you know, they found this to be arbitrary, capricious, uh, burdensome, and, and ultimately constitutional. Um, you know, y'all having to go to, to Oklahoma, um, you know, what the law in Texas prior to, to this victory, you could grow it in the state, you could send it to Oklahoma, you can make it into a smokable product and send it back. Um, <laughs> could you kind of talk to... Jump to, in the talk, talk about jumping through hoops. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, and, you know, the the rule that banned the retail sales, that was outside of statute. Yeah. Um, but seeing that, you know, the manufacturing and processing, which is in statute, that they deemed that unconstitutional, could you kind of speak to that? Because that was, that, that's a huge victory um, for, for the courts to, to recognize that this only hurts Texas farmers. And um, could you kind of speak to that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, you know, it's not just about, you know, selling the product. You got to, there's always that, that whole middle stage where, you know, you got to get from the farmers, you know, from seed to shelf is, you know, a lot of people like to say, but there's a lot of work that goes in, in into the middle there. Um, so the, the idea that banning the manufacturer in Texas, it just didn't make sense. Um, you know, why stop uh, uh, companies from, from handling, you know, multiple stages and, and you know, earning on multiple stages and, and adding that revenue, adding those jobs to Texas? Um, you know, our, our fellow plaintiff, um, you know, the uh, 1937 apothecary in, in Austin, um, she not only has that shop, but she also does have, you know, a small manufacturing company alongside there. Um, you know, it, so it happens in, in various different scales. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be massive industrial equipment like like we were working with it could still be you know a smaller operation um but then she she's a point of sale to these to these farmers um and then she can support her own business and grow um you know vertically there and that's you know why take away from that opportunity um so yeah you know making having the judge rule that the um that the manufacturing was uh ban was unconstitutional as well was um a huge win very exciting you know we were a bit worried we wouldn't get both um, so that was, that was, a, a big deal for us, but, um, yeah, it just, again, it just brings everything back to keeping it in Texas and growing the Texas economy for hemp. Um, there should not be a reason for, uh, Texas farmers to grow hemp and then have to sell it to, a, you know, a different yeah. state or move it to Oklahoma or to Oregon or whoever, wherever it may be, uh, let yeah. them manufacture and then sell it back to Texas retailers, uh, to, to send it out to end consumers. Well, thank you for being a part of the Texas hemp show, my friend. We look forward to working with you guys in the Texas hemp reporter. If there's anything we can do with, uh, you know, an article or anything else in the future, we, we certainly extend, uh, the opportunity to work with you guys over there and, and, and congratulations again on the victory. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us on. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll be back. This is the Texas Hemp Show on News Radio 590 KLBJ. You're listening to podcast number 52 already. And uh, thank you for tuning in on that. And we will be right back after this Texas Hemp Show. I said you got to get it on. Then you got to go and get it for 
Cosmic Cowboys Extractions at the forefront of industrial hash production and infusion. Our trademark gold dust hash is truly total spectrum and chemical free for consumers. Let us put our patented technologies and processes to work, adding value to your product. Gold dust, probably the best hemp product on the planet. To place your order, visit CosmicCowboysExtractions.com. You're listening to the Texas Hip Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high-margin products for vape and smoke shops. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. Hello, Texas hemp farmers. This is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595 to learn more. Mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250-plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hip Show. It's Russell with the Texas Hip Reporter. Uh, joining me in studio is a plethora of guests this week. It is a cornucopia of hemp activism here in the Texas Hip Show studios. Uh, Jack Spinkle uh, grooving out over here with us uh, from Texas Normal. Shana Tarabi from Restart CBD and our good friend Coleman Hemphill from the Texas Hemp Industries Association part of our all-star cast this week on podcast 52 as we celebrate one year of the texas hip show podcast yay 
So very cool. We're excited to uh, have been doing, getting away with this. Uh, we're almost catching up with Shada, who on her podcast is now a year and maybe two or three months old now. You started in what, July? Started in June. Just published episode... Uh... Published episode 66, I think. Oh, gosh. Yeah, gosh. So you're way ahead of us. Just but... a couple. You're catching up, though. You're doing a good job. You give me a run for my money. You got video components. Well, I can't you know, do that. You know what I've done is occasionally I get to sneak in with the magazine. I get to sneak in like an extra show with an, an interview here or an interview there. So there are times where we've actually you know, done two in one week. Doubled up, yeah. So uh, if we double up, we might catch up to you. I don't know why I think it's a race in my mind. but <laughs> It's I'm, a friendly I'm, competition. It's it, good. it is very cool, though. Uh, um, and your podcast, uh, uh, Fire Off, uh, is there a website? I was looking at, you actually have, like, your own name.com. Like, what's, I do. I'm what's you know, the, into personal branding. Um, yeah, you're all about branding. Tell the Fire Off your website. Thank you. Yes, uh, basically, to be blunt. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, and the website is tobeblunt.buzzsprout.com. If you're tuning into the YouTube, you can see my beautiful CBD uh, website, Restart CBD. We're based here in Austin, Texas. Uh, born in Austin. I'm proud to be an Austinite. It's Woo! pretty cool to woo, see all this <laughs> cannabis excitement. I just had a moment, honestly, watching the video reflection and seeing like, man, I'm sitting with a lot of pot leaves around me. Like, what would my, you know, elementary school principal think of me now? But she'd say, where's that Savat girl? My back hurts. He's a customer. <laughs> he's come by. He's a customer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I do the podcast. I talk about cannabis and marketing. So very complimentary. You talk about Texas. I talk about, yeah. try to talk about a national level, which is... We well, you do a good job. Sometimes. You do a good job. Um, next week on the Texas Hemp Show, we have Medical Marijuana Doctors of Texas. They're one of the... Texas Medical Marijuana Doctors. Is it Lamont? It is Lamont. Oh, yeah, Lamont. Lamont. Lamont's going to be on video Skyping in or videoing in with us on the show next week. He's I want to give him some props really quickly if I can. Yeah, pop, um, pop away there, Jack. So <laughs> with the foundation that I work with, Foundation for an Informed Texas, we put on this tutorial so that Texas patients could learn how to enroll in teacup you know september 1st there were new conditions added the mm -hmm. strengths were changed um and we had over a thousand people participate Ooh. in that wow. tutorial and we put it on free at no cost but we were only able to do that because of sponsors like lamont and texas Isn't medical cool? marijuana doctors he was a premium sponsor yep. and that was absolutely integral to us being able to do that also both of the licensees um uh, good blend texas and texas original compassionate cultivation oak cliff cultivators i know you guys are yeah, familiar Eddie? with our friends there. Eddie has, a, Eddie has an interview in the new issue, actually. Oh, great. So yeah, Eddie there. and Martha, they're, yeah. they're really great. So, I mean, I won't go down the whole list, but it's some great people, and so Very I'm cool. glad to see that he's coming on here. Yeah, awesome. he was really instrumental in sponsoring um, and giving us a commitment to sponsor this show. And so he's the sponsor of the of the of both the, the hemp, Texas Hemp Show, and he expressed a, a, an interest. And I didn't know. I thought we weren't going to be able to get him on but what it was, the radio station just told me that they couldn't get his announcements on until the law passed on September 1st. Oh, so wow. I was I was panicking that they weren't going to let him be a sponsor. No, it wasn't that. It's just that um, the station wanted to make sure it was September 1st before we started bringing him on and his commercials on. So his, uh, his commercials run during our show on Great. Sunday. So... Uh, you have anything, Coleman, you want to add to any of this? Yeah, you know, in addition to, to celebrating this huge victory in the smokable ban, um, you just mentioned it, September 1st. So mm -hmm. um, now, rather than a 20-day pre-harvest window, it's now a 30-day pre-harvest window. And for all of the growers out there that are listening, definitely want to be testing as soon as possible. Um, Which you know, is a lot, lot of it now, probably, for, yeah, for many of them. You know, I, a lot of people I started you know, talking to, you started seeing a lot of flowering just beginning really around August 20th. Mm -hmm. you know, now we're a couple weeks into this. You're probably getting pretty close to that 30-day window. Most people harvest in October. Um, so definitely reach out to, to us at Ionization Labs here in Austin, Texas, for full cannabinoid potency testing. Um, make sure it's compliant. Get those in early. Um, that 30-day window is a huge press forward. And, you know, in, in my seven years in the hemp industry, um, I can't be more proud of my state, really, that the hemp discussion has always continued to progress. We've continued to win right. at every single level, whether it was DSHS in 2018 or DPS in 2016, this victory in the courts. And so please reach out to, to Wild Hemp. Um, you know, I'm really hopeful that they – like other plaintiffs of the past, like Dr. Bronner's, who sued the DEA in 2001. 
Dr. Bronner's is now probably a $300 million a year company selling hemp soap. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of, of risk associated with those cases, um, but certainly a lot of love. And, and I hope that they gobble up some market share and excited to see their products move into to the international markets as well. And I, I do have some news fresh off the, the press. Uh-oh. So <laughs> 45 in California just passed 29 to 2. And that explicitly allows for smokable hemp products in the state of California. All right. Way to go, California. All right. Way to go, California. And it happened on the show. How perfect. It happened on the show. Breaking news. Coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. I love it. Right here on the Texas Hemp Show. And then closing out October, Dr. Calvin Trussell on October 30th. And then uh, speaking of law firms, um, Lisa Pittman will be joining us on the program from the Zuber Law Firm on the 27th of October. So uh, that kind of recapping some of the programs but um uh, we're one years old now with the texas hemp show podcast so we've done 52 and um, thank you all of you guys give yourselves a hand for uh coming in here this has been cool doing an all-star guest host podcast so thank you all of you guys what a way to close out the year Any- i just say thanks really quick to you russell i remember first meeting you and you kind of you know decided to embark on creating the texas hemp reporter and yeah i was trying to get people to believe in what i was trying to do <laughs> but just look it's really remarkable look at what you've done look at all the great conversations that you're having and being well, able to be on klbj and just kind of you know championing this plant further through the literal airwaves so that anybody can tune in and have, you know, yeah, thank you. some sort of connection to the plant that we love. Well, I've always been a, a cannabis smoker. As folks that know me know that when we started Weird Magazine in 2002, uh, we were smoking a lot of stuff back in those days. And uh, But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm very happy. I've learned so much, guys, being in this space and, 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 and doing this work with all of your help. And um, it's just an honor to, to, to be out here in the space. And... And, and seeing the laws change for Texas. It's really groovy. Thank you, Jax. Thank you, Coleman. Thank, thank you, Shada. Yeehaw. And thank you to uh, Zane uh, and Sahir from wildhemp.com calling in to talk about their victories. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll see you next week with our medical marijuana doctors on the program. Have a good one. Ciao. Oh, bye. Bye. Bye.